Hey everyone, this is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who have been through absolute caca give you advice on getting to the other side of yours. I am celebrating today for a very personal reason, which is that I finally have a hair appointment on the books to get my hair done after quarantine, and it is about time. Um, today, we are talking to an absolute rock star. Her name is Pat Roquet. Pat, thank you so much for being my guest today. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, my pleasure. This is so long overdue. This is going to be fun. This is so going to be fun. So, Pat, I'm going to hand the microphone to you to introduce yourself and to let us know who are you, where are you from, and what keeps you busy to the, what keeps you busy during the day? What are you up to? Oh, okay. Well, my name is Pat Roquet. They call me the Rockstar Career Transformation Coach. That was not always the case. Um, I started my business, my first business, in 1988. I was 24 years old. I had had a car accident. I was a big agency hotshot doing PR, running millions of dollars in public relations. Had a car accident, put my head through a windshield, wasn't well enough to work. My boss said, hang a shingle. Pivot number one. There's a theme here. We plan God laughs. Sometimes career pivots are chosen for you and sometimes you get to choose them. And I guess our message, Nikki, is that we have to embrace those epic comebacks because resilience isn't a one and done thing. We have to be resilient sometimes multiple times throughout our life, right? For sure. The ebb and flow. We're not rock stars all the time. We're not rock bottom every day. It is truly an ebb and flow. So pivot one, start a business at 24. No idea what I didn't know. Probably a blessing. Um, have to get married, have two kids. My second ends up in a coma, meningitis. So now I'm a special needs mom. That's next comeback. And realized lesson from having, you know, that journey that you didn't plan for you really get to know what people are about and who your real friends are when things hit the fan and life is unexpected and the uglier and harder it gets. And I li we lived in quarantine for four months. Does that sound familiar to you? My son got sick December and we had to be in isolation until April 17th from December, 20 December 17th till April. Wow. So I'm really good at pandemics because I've already been through personal ones. <laughs> put that on your resume. I'm good at pandemics. <laughs> well, but, so I've been working virtually when my son mainstreamed. He's now an Eagle Scout uh, honor student college grad and the news director at NBC television here in Myrtle Beach. Love it. So, talking okay. of epic comeback. Another epic comeback. Yeah. Um, when he mainstreamed uh, at 40, at my age 40, I went and got my master's. I did my thesis on best practices for virtual teams in uh, at 2000, April of 2001, before 9-11. Mm -hmm. So, somehow, I've got that second site, that ESP, and I'm always a few steps ahead of the curve. So as the towers fell, I lived in North Jersey at the time, and as the smoke billowed and the towers fell, one of my jobs was to step forth and help individuals and their companies figure out how do we navigate the new normal given the chaos. I had been working remotely for already 20 years at that point. Jeez. Wow. Nah, more than 10. Anyway, I do my math. It's crazy, but forever, forever, yeah, forever. So now the, the recession of 08, 09 happens. I'm good because I'm good at helping individuals stay nimble and, and navigate through uncharted water, see a pattern. So then um, in my 40s, I worked in pharma. I worked in uh, WebMD, Everyday Health, Ogilvy Common Health, launching pharma cancer drugs, 
Advil, over-the-counter brands, all kinds of things, but a lot of work with amazing, smart, wonderful people, successful, highly educated go-givers who wanted to make an impact on the world. And uh, as I was turning 50, I got that dreaded phone call. I had done my biggest sale of my life. I was rock star, two kids in college, got the phone call, it all went away. Mm. I'm 50, I'm midlife menopause, big, ginormous bills, overhead with the kids in school yeah, and yeah. it all goes away in one phone call. Does that sound familiar too? what's happening to everybody now? And so I started taking medication to feel better and the antidepressants gave me suicidal thoughts. And I said out loud one day, I should just throw myself off a bridge and no one would care. Red flag. Rock freaking bottom. Yeah. And so I went from rock star. I was like the one that everybody wanted my life and look how successful and money wasn't a problem. And I was making a difference in the world and it went away in a phone call, which is what's happening to people now again. Right. So when I started doing my little self-reflection and I was not crying in ShopRite and church and everywhere, my best friend watched me melt and saw that I was in an ugly place. And this was my birthday present. She took a box, 50 rocks, painted them gold, and put 50 things that are special. The box is 50 rocks, and so do you. And one says generous, one says supportive, one says weird, one says bitchy. They're so funny. They are all me, all the different versions. And it made me realize, here's the takeaway. Life is short. Our friends are precious. We're precious. And we need to own our strength and own our gifts and understand why we're here, because we are meant to contribute. And if I just jumped off that bridge there's so many people whose lives would not have had the benefit and the blessing and so it's our obligation to understand why you rock how to roll and how to contribute your best genius to the world and so as i was finding myself getting better i was blogging on linkedin one rock at a time talking about what it meant to be generous how to be insert yourself to be supportive and i started putting it together and i wrote this book rock on success so my father's name was rocky my father-in-law's wow. name was rocky uh -huh. my son's middle name is rocky my favorite movie of all time 1976 rocky wow. and then this box of rocks showed up and my married name is Roque. What does Roque mean in Spanish? Rock. Mm -hmm. So the rock star career transformation coach, I didn't come up with that myself. Other people had to come up with it for me because when you're having a, one of those moments, you need perspective from other people. Yes. And so I found through self-reflection and talking to others, my gift is helping others find theirs. And people tell me I was the best career coach they ever met and the best motivational speaker they ever heard. And I'm thinking, I'm not a coach. And they were like, are you kidding me? And then they'd start rattling off all these times. I saved them or someone they knew and changed their life forever. And it's an amazing journey when you stop. And I have figured out that my system is three pillars. How to figure out from where you were to where you want to be. How to go from rock bottom to rock star. And, and what does it mean for you? Because my version of it is different than yours. I stood and watched you when we met at that publicity event. Melt down you were at a point of being very raw and transparent and this epic comeback is the most amazing beautiful thing because it is the quintessential epic comeback which is why i'm really honored to be here and so watching people find that from inside out is really really cool yes. and i've been putting that marketing and branding spin to help people figure out how to build a personal brand 
and kind of shine in their zone of genius so they can get paid while doing what they love. So they're not just selling their soul to the devil. So I talk about rocking your 90 day success plan without selling your soul or losing your mind. Because mm-hmm. you when know, you're right, well, yeah, no, I mean, it's just, there are so many, it's like, it's like there are so many resonances and so many synergies. I mean, you know, you're, you're talking about rock bottom to rock star. That's a comeback for the, I mean, that's an epic comeback. Like we're kind of, you know, we're kind of speaking the same language to some extent about a similar theme, excuse me, I have to cough, about a similar theme. And um, I mean, you like Pat, you could literally come and sit in front of my microphone and, and just seamlessly continue to, to be in my chair on the Epic Comeback podcast, because like your story is a story of multiple comebacks, multiple pivots, and someone who has survived. I mean, it's so what I've, what I already know about you, I mean, there's even more to it. There's so, there's, an, you know, there's more of a comeback. A lot of layers to the like, onion, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you haven't even talked about your, you know, your recent like near death experience of, like that you've, you've bounced back every time and you've had some help along the way. And I also will say that coming back from what you've come back from, you know, illness of your son, going through a car accident, starting your own business at 24, um, be, you know, be like losing a job, coming back with the rock box, like all, all of that, it requires so much warrior energy and mama bear energy, you know, yeah. taking care of your son. Like, and um, there, it's just like, I've had, you're, you're one of those guests who I've had on who has had multiple forms of super, super absolute caca traumatic life situations happen. And, mm-hmm. and has like taken that, taken that uh, situation and staged that comeback. What I would love to ask you is like where you are now, having gone through multiple, staged multiple epic comebacks, what's the best thing about where you are now in terms of, in terms of what you have gained and gleaned and what is beautiful about your life in relation to being on the other side of Mm -hmm. such trauma. Well, it's funny because you you referred to last year, right? So I I get my coaching business going. I build the rock on success system. I create a mastermind. I've got all these great things going. And then last year I got injured on a golf course. I ended up throwing in DVT, which is a blood clot in my leg and my lungs filled up and I, I had last rights, advanced directive, next of kin, like scary, scary, almost died last day moment. And then we're supposed to go to the conference with you, right? With Chris and the group. And I spent those four days, I was in a hospital emergency room. They thought I was dying of congestive heart failure and couldn't figure out why. So I had already had to realize last year that I better re invent again and figure out how I can take my genius and slow it down and make it scalable in a way that does not exhaust me because I knew I wasn't checked out for a reason. I said, God's not done with me yet because I should have died that day. I I should have died that day. I was dying that day. And I kept saying, why do you want my next of kin? They're like, please, this isn't a joke. You need to get someone here right away. Like I kept saying, I'm not dying right now. They're like, Oh no, you are. Can we, you know, like redirecting me to answer their questions. I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I don't think so. I just knew I wasn't. I knew I wasn't. I wasn't even afraid. I thought I would be afraid. I wasn't afraid. Um, But 
I thought 2020 was going to be easy after last year. <laughs> so when the pandemic came, it was kind of like, well, shit, I've been through this a few times already. I was quarantined with my kid when we were sick in isolation because he had uh, immune system deficiency. We didn't know if he got meningitis because of his immune system or his immune system was low because of meningitis. So I had already been the mom of the boy in the plastic bubble. For, that was a movie when I was a kid, John Travolta, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So long, I was used to that. I was used to slowing down last year because I was so ill. So my daughter said, who just became a doctor a couple of weeks ago, by the way, she's like, mom, I, I'm really proud of you. I've watched you deal with this pandemic with grace. I thought you would be the crazy one. She thought I would be the crazy one. Uh-uh. You've been really chilled and calm and guiding so many people through. I'm really proud of you. And I'm thinking, this is gravy. I've loved this pandemic, not the sickness part and not the isolation part, but we have dinner together every night. Yeah. I have spent more quality time with my kids. My daughter got her job. She has a month off. She's been with me living at the beach for a month in isolation. So all we can do is be together. It's a blessing. And so... My gift is helping people find theirs, find your blessings. Let's find your blessings in you and yeah. what you're supposed to do with them. It's such a peaceful, calm, exciting, but that confidently calm, exciting, like, ooh, it feels really, really good, exciting way to kind of navigate into that next chapter. And I have found it for myself with ease and grace. And now I'm helping other people do that. And it's so cool. It's really, I am really in my zone. And now um, I just started engaging back with my favorite organization, my healthcare business women's organization, because that's kind of my sweet spot of my clients, so to speak. A lot of folks, successful, educated used to being big winners and all of a sudden having to reinvent themselves and completely panic stricken because they've never had to go through. They're not a cat with nine lives like me. They're only on live number two or three, right? So they're taken completely aback. And I realized I have such a presence about me now. And I don't say it to sound like an arrogant idiot, but I do say, you know, there's such an ease and grace about how I'm coming through this pandemic and helping other people do that as well. Leading from the front. I'm helping people who know it's their turn to shine and lead from the front because when you embrace it, beautiful things happen. I had a client last night who started with me a few months ago and wanted a new job and blah, 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 and he was all wigged out. And last night he came into our mastermind and he said, I'm finally really good with where I am. I realized I might have been running away from the wrong thing. It wasn't time to run. It was just time to stop and look and open my eyes, and there's a difference. And I all of a sudden realized I'm really in a good place. And I don't know if I need a new job right now, maybe someday, but I feel so much better. I feel blessed and I'm grateful. Last night, and this morning, he just texted me, I have to speak with you tonight. I just, cause I've been talking about, bless you, I've been teaching people how to um, do virtual coffees and going out to their connections and he did that and met a friend who owns two companies and wants to hire him today. So this is from six o'clock last night until today. Yeah. It was like the minute he just mm -hmm. took it in with gratitude, mm -hmm. it all changed. And now I'm going to grab dinner when we're done and I'm going to coach him tonight in just a couple of minutes about how to negotiate and how to speak to his friend about these opportunities and figure out if that's his moment and that's what he was really meant to do. 
But the minute we find ease and grace, beautiful things happen. And that's where I'm at right now. So it's really, really fun to reconnect with you and all of our other circle of friends to really see what everyone else is doing to be able to cross pollinate and help each other's audiences. But I had the most crazy 10 year corporate career. I am the poster child of what not to do in some weird, weird way. Like I was always feeling really bad about myself for my corporate nonlinear career path. Yeah. And so what I'm giving people is forgiveness for themselves and saying, you know what, it might not be everybody else's career path, but it's mine. So what am I supposed to do with it now? Yes. And it's, really cool that's that forgiveness that self acceptance is is it makes all the difference in the world so that's what i found out i'm really good in pandemics i'm great under pressure um the more shit hits the fan the happier and the calmer i'm a really good voice of reason in the chaos and i'm actually going to do a workshop um a live workshop um July, we had to move it because I had a doctor's appointment, which is crazy. But July 6th, I'm doing a workshop and it's three secrets to um, crush coronavirus career chaos. Oh, nice. Because I realized my gift is getting people really chilled out and level set and head on straight and knowing where they're supposed to go and just chill out and let's just talk about it and give them a piece of calm and a sense of direction and you know, it's like the duck under the water flailing their legs and on top of the water, they look like this beautiful sailing, swimming thing. So that's what we're going to do. And it's fun. I've been tithing my time. I did it. I, I did it once in March and just again now in the pandemic, I just couldn't sleep for a few nights because I was like, I have to do something and I don't know what to do. Oh, I got you. Yeah. And I just showed up on Zoom. I created a little tithing, a career coaching corner, and I show up every day for two weeks, every weekday for two weeks. And I tithe my time. I have some themes and content, cool things that are happening. So thought starters. But I'll open up the floor if somebody's got a question, a problem, a concern. And I just go at it. And we talk and we interact. Today we talked about what are your weaknesses and how do you address when someone asks you that. And it's really by owning your strength. And knowing that there's supposed to be for every strength, there's a floor and a ceiling. So when you can articulate that with confidence, it's a beautiful thing. And hiring managers know that you're then professionally developed properly when you can speak in that language at that level. Totally. Fabulous. So now instead of apologizing for my weakness, it's, you know, well, I'm smart and strategic and I'm an activator is my number one strength. So I already see the end of the game. I know how to reverse engineer. My weakness would be I need to remember to slow down and make sure others stay and even better, let them think it's their idea. Yeah, that's, oh my gosh, I love that. I want to go back, I want to go back to what you were talking about with ease and grace, um, because really, really the essence of this podcast is having gone through what you've gone through uh, personally, as well as I'm sure with plenty of clients, plenty of clients, you have your own clients who are staging their epic comebacks and you're bringing them through that. You're, you're coaching them through that. So based on, based on your personal and professional experience, I wanna take, take you directly to our audience and our audience are people, mostly women, who are going through the crisis right now. They're in mm -hmm. it right now. They don't know mm -hmm. how they're gonna to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. They're not sure sometimes if they're gonna to get to the other side. What are the top, let's just say, two pieces of advice that you would give to people 
mostly women who are going through the caca right now? What would you say to them? So this too shall pass. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's literally life is an ebb and flow. So I, I truly, I say that every day. I say the serenity prayer about accepting the things <laughs> I cannot change, changing the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm-hmm. I say that every day because I really believe that a lot of the angst that we put upon ourselves happens because we try to fight mother nature. It's like, I can't control the weather. So what are my choices? And I'm deathly afraid of lightning. So I bought a house. It's full of glass on three sides and I'm on the eighth floor and I stand out on the balcony and I embrace those storms that come. Mm. That's my big finding my brave right now. So truly one of it is about acceptance and gratitude. So coming at things from a place of gratitude, mm-hmm. that would be one. Yep. Maybe that's two, right? So acceptance and gratitude. And the other thing is um, I found strength through getting really clear on my non-negotiable priorities, understanding what really matters to me and my family now, and that it does change over time. So it's up to us to write the next chapter of our book of life, right? And so in my world, because career and life are so commingled, I I wouldn't call, I don't lead as a life coach. I wouldn't call myself a life coach yet. I give people an amazing quality of life because if you do what you love and you're good at what you do, you're making an impact for others. And it's such a blessing that you jump out of bed every day because you can't wait to go help the next person. So I created, I actually took to heart what I'm explaining and created a tool called a career soul searching assessment Mm -hmm. because I just, I see systems, I pay attention to what works and I wrote down everything that I did for myself as a process to think out loud about how do I navigate? Well, first buckets mindset, the things that matter, my non-negotiable priorities, right? That's where you set your career GPS. The second part is skill set. If I know what I want to do, how do I connect the dots from where I've been to where I want to be? And do I have to hone any skills? Do I need to take a free course? Pay attention to the things I can do and do well and do better and do more of. And what about those transferable skills? Because it's not about, am I a genius at COBOL programming? It's about, Am I a leader? Am I a relationship builder? How do I navigate yes. people over time through uncharted waters? Yep. And then yep. the last is tool set. How do you then articulate that story? So for people who are stuck, here's what I find. They're embarrassed because they're stuck, but everybody gets stuck. So let's get over that. <laughs> and they don't know how to explain it. They don't know how to introduce themselves. It's like if you're in the middle of a divorce or a maybe divorce or a separation and you're not quite there, you used to be identified as Mrs. So-and-so or part of this couple. And now you're not, but you haven't gotten to the other side. Right. So whether you're introducing yourself in your, from your relationship status point, or whether I used to be the vice president of X, Y, and Z company, and I identified by my role and now I've been let go or furloughed. So Mm -hmm. I'm not that SVP person. I was, that everybody used to bow down and run me coffee and do those things for me. So I think learning how to be comfortable in your own skin and how to introduce yourself and to tell that story succinctly so that you are proud with your contribution that you make in the world. And so that people have a context 
to have a follow-up conversation with you. Like I love encouraging people to have virtual coffees with each other and even three-way. So me and you and somebody else. Mm -hmm. I can introduce maybe a new friend and an old friend or my old boss and a new client or whoever. Yes. I've been doing a lot of those three-ways. And so helping people learn how to self-identify in a way that gives the other person a context you need to meet Nikki because not only is she a Ivy bred, brilliant rock star coach, but she's got a sensitivity about her and is host of Epic Comeback. And she's, she'd love to hear your story and meet so-and-so because so-and-so's comeback, you know, like I put people in context together. So now you know where to start. That mm-hmm. friendship, you kind of have already jumped past the stranger stuff. You've jumped past the polite, quiet. Yeah, no small talk. For it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that to me, if you can stop getting stuck on yourself and feeling less than or worrying about those moments and just figuring out a simple way to introduce yourself in context and then going out and meeting up with people on virtual coffees, yeah, just to reconnect. It's not even always new people. It's a lot of reconnecting or... Mm-hmm. Do a three-way connection so that I can introduce you to someone else and we've now all exponentially brightened our circle. I love that. And on that note, we are going to have to wrap up. Pat, thank you so much for being my guest today. And please let us know where what is the best place for us to find you online and follow what you do. So right now, I think if anyone wants a gift, go to rockonsuccess.com forward slash soul. And that's the career soul searching assessment. I think that's probably one of the coolest, most important when you're stuck and you have a place to think out loud and then go back and look and and remind yourself to stay on track with your true north, whatever that true north is for you in this chapter. I don't know. I feel like that might be a great one. Rockonsuccess.com is my website, rockonsuccess.com forward slash soul. That's an easy one. You can always do it or do forward slash coffee and jump on a virtual coffee with me and We'll have fun. I love that. I love that. I love that. Pat, thank you again. And this is Nikki Bruno with rock star Pat Roque on the Epic Comeback podcast. For more information about how to stage an epic comeback in your life after a life-shattering experience, please visit theepiccomeback.com.